Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. It has arrived. The Rugby World Cup is just around the corner. and Why not enjoy it with some ice cold craft beer from our friends at Beer 52. Get yourself over to beer52.com forward slash thistle and you'll get yourself a crate of eight free beers and a snack to enjoy while you're watching the rugby. This month, they all come from the East Coast of America, Boston, Massachusetts, and there's some great stuff in there. That's beer52.com forward slash thistle. All you have to do is pay £4.95 in postage and packaging and they will be sent straight to your door. Get yourself over to beer52.com forward slash thistle and get yourself some beers. Three to go to the corner to Maitland. Maitland's there! He's got the opening try for Scotland. It's taken almost 110 minutes of rugby. But finally, Scotland are in. It's time to celebrate. Hello and welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. Scotland are off the mark after a big win against Samoa in their second game of the Rugby World Cup today. Um, I'm joined just by Alan this week. Alan, how are you, bud? Good. We're going to win the World Cup. We're, we're definitely going to win the World Cup now. I, I genuinely think we might do. It feels so good. Um, Matt's not here. He's overexerted himself during the Samoa game. Yeah. Um, and as he says, it's coming out of both ends. So um, we wish him the best <laughs> in, uh, in his recovery. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Coming through the uh, 
lows of the Ireland game and the week after that. You actually joined us in record numbers last week, you bloody masochists. You absolutely love um, the the pain of supporting Scottish rugby. So thank you very much for that. Uh, you've been chatting to us on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod, on Instagram, Thistle underscore rugby underscore pod, and into the mailbag, the Thistle Rugby at gmail.com. Com. So this is going to be quite a quick pod today from Alan and I. We're then going to come back again next week. We're going to preview the Russia game. And then again um, after that, the quick turnaround before the Japan game. Um, but just kick it over to you, Alan. Give me your initial thoughts. Scotland, very comfortable winners against Samoa today. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. I think obviously 34-0 with five points. If you'd offered me that at the start of the game, I would have, I would have bitten your hand off. Yeah. Of course. But also, it still feels like there was a lot left out on the pitch. Like, it wasn't a particularly perfect performance. And I know, I, w- I really did not think we were going to get the bonus point in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, I mean, having to rely on two penalty tries to get the bonus point is, uh, is quite something. But Samoa did seem to just sort of lose their heads towards the tail end there. Yeah, and I think... I think... I know the conditions were, weren't great for attacking rugby and... This Samoa team isn't exactly sort of the classic kind of Samoa team of the past, but to nil them is actually a pretty big plus point. Considering how terrible our defence was last week, now obviously Samoa present a very different type of challenge to Ireland, but to get a nil, five points, and what seems like no significant injuries, HIA to Alan Dell. Yes, Russia coming over the coming over the crest in a week's time. Scotland's World Cup back on track. Half on track. Half on track. Half on track. I mean, everything we can control is now back on track. Yes, and at least we do. We can control our destiny. Whereas if we hadn't got that bonus point, we would have actually been at the whim of other people at least losing a bonus point somewhere down the down the end. Exactly that. So um, Gregor Townsend obviously rung. Quite a few changes to the squad, most significantly in the back row with um, Bradbury, Thompson and Jamie Ritchie coming in, all having very good games today. Here is what Tooney said about that back row in his press conference. I thought Jamie Ritchie had an outstanding game. To think that he could have missed the World Cup with uh, the injury got and his cheekbone three or four weeks ago to come back from surgery to, to play like he did tonight shows what a exceptional player he is, but also his, his character. Uh, Maggie, Magnus, gave us really good go forward, hit hard in the tackle uh, and fronted up physically against some, some big men. And Blade, like he's done so far for, a, for us in his Scotland career, just did the the little things really well. So made good decisions, technically very good with his line-out, catch and restarts at the base of the scrum, linking with forwards and backs. So, yeah, we're, we're really pleased with the back row, but also the whole pack. There was a lot of scrums, a lot of malls tonight. The, the front five worked very hard. So we were talking on WhatsApp pretty much all the way through the game there, Alan. Jamie Ritchie, what a man. Yeah, I mean... You're- you look at all, all three of those um, back row players, and I think they, they all added something slightly different. I think you know, Bradbury's probably the most direct of those three players, and whilst he actually frustrates me sometimes, because I think he 
seeks out the contact. Yeah, he does like it, doesn't he? But I almost think the way he plays and kind of the abrasive nature of his kind of carrying actually kind of set the tone a little bit at the start of the game. Yeah. And then, look, I think Richie was unreal. I think definitely man of the match, both in defense, which we know he can do, but also in attack. He was actually operating quite well as like a link man. Yeah, he was. Um, Obviously helped set up um, Laidlaw to kind of put in the final bosh on Nana Williams. Yes, and actually, just as you've mentioned that, we heard the uh, the commentary from the official Rugby World Cup highlights of Maitland's try at the top here. This is the commentary that they gave for Greek's try. Trying to open a bit of space for Russell, gets the flick ball superbly to Richie. Back inside, Laidlaw. Oh, Laidlaw bounces free. It's over. Laidlaw, more loose than a Loch Ness monster. So, Grieg, the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Do you think that he just had written down as elusive as a Loch Ness Monster and he was just like, enter player's name here as yeah. appropriate? <laughs> exactly. And he was like, yeah, Laidlaw. <laughs> yeah, he... Famously elusive, Grieg Laidlaw. <laughs> um, but that was, that was great. And um, what did you make of um, Blade Thompson's um, first significant contribution in the Scotland jersey? I thought Blade Thompson was really good. I think he probably took a little bit longer than the others to kind of get into the game. But yeah. I think you could see as kind of people got tired and the game sort of broke up and he was getting into those wide channels just how classy an operator he is. He has both that kind of power game, but also the ability to, again, link between the backs and kind of... He just has that kind of like that kind of Kiwi flair that we don't normally have in our back row players. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, I thought it was a very significant performance. And... We were talking all the way through. We've mentioned him already, the Loch Ness Monster, Grieg. How do you think he got on? Look, we, I have my issues with Grieg. I know Hanny has his issues with Grieg. He has big issues with Grieg. There just feels like sometimes that our attack is stifled by his inability to just get the ball going. Yeah. There was a couple of times today that it definitely felt that, particularly in the first half when it was 3-0 for ages and you're thinking, are we yeah. ever going to have that cut through? No. It, and I think maybe, uh, I think right now he's what we need. And, yeah. you know, ultimately there's no one else. I, I, I think George Horn's nice having off the bench. I think you could even see when he came on with 25 minutes to go. It was great having him kind of coming in and, and bringing that kind of extra dynamism. But, Ultimately, I think we're just going to have to accept that <laughs> at certain moments throughout the game, Grieg isn't going to be able to play as fast as we want him to. Yes. I mean, we'll come on to previewing the Russia game and, and what that 15 should look like. But just focusing back on today, other top performers, the actual man of the match, Johnny Gray put in a decent shift, but I kind of felt that that was a cop-out man of the match award. Yeah, it's a bit of an intro. I, I, I didn't see it, so I don't know I know the exact rationale for why. I'm sure he had, like, insane tackling stats. Yes. Um, I don't have them to hand, but let's just take that as red. Let's, let's just assume that. Um, but I actually think of those second rows, in terms of who raised their performance most from the Ireland game, I have actually thought Grant Gilchrist had a stronger game. Completely. And I know we were sort of talking about it earlier, but just even even in that first five minutes, his line speed and his ability to kind of stop, especially those big Samoan ball carriers, 
in front of the game line, again, in conjunction with what kind of Bradbury and Ritchie were doing, yeah. I thought made a massive impact just to kind of set the tone of the game. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, ultimately, I, I don't really think our pack were that troubled in any aspects of the game by that Samoan pack. No, and it didn't see that. And particularly in the tight, we've talked about the back row an awful lot. They're carrying stats. And obviously, a side-by-side of Samoa versus Ireland is not completely fair. But Bradbury, Ritchie, and Thompson all carried more than tw- for more than 25 meters yeah. today. Um Thompson going for 35, very impressive. Last week, Barkley was the top um, forward carrier total for Scotland, only making 12, 12 metres last last week. Watson chipping in eight, um, and Wilson with only six. So there is significant sort of go forward. It gives you a t- the, the forwards a target and just something for the backs to work off. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think Bradbury, probably if you look at it, has the least yards per carry. But Bradbury really does take it on to hit those the heavy those, traffic, the yeah. heavy traffic lines, yeah, yeah, and still a lot of the time, even with you know two or three big Samoans on him, still gets that one or two meters, which actually kind of from a me- from a mental standpoint is super important, and especially for getting the quick ball that we want Scotland to get to play with, yeah. So and actually that that quick ball we saw flashes once he remembered how to catch the ball. We saw some flashes of Finn's brilliance coming through in this game when it broke down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there was there was a few moments where I was tearing my hair out because yeah. we were getting <laughs> that quick ball, but then when you sort of juggle it or you're not, you're kind of like flailing around to sort of pick it up. We were just losing that momentum at key moments in that first kind of twenty five to thirty minutes because I think I think we scored the first try in the thirty first minute. Yeah, and for that thir- first thirty minutes especially that first 10 minutes, we were way more than 3-0 better, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, it's more, and it was it was my massive fear that we were going to end up like 3 all at halftime. And it and just Scotland hadn't been able to capitalise yeah. on a lot of the good, the good play. But yeah, Finn chucks in a wee, wee cross kick. It was lovely, wasn't it? It was nice. I did it, really, really like it. It was very... A lot of tries in this World Cup from advantage cross-field kicks so far. I know, and I'll, more of it. Yeah, let's have more. What did you make of uh, rugby saviour, Chris Harris? Well, I guess, so what, the two other changes that Tooney did was, what, Harris and... Harris and Darcy Graham. Darcy Graham. Have they both improved the side? I would say yes. Yeah, I mean, I think Chris Harris, again, you know, I do, he's not doing anything spectacular, but I think defensively and he was incredibly strong. And then I think in attack, he was hitting quite a few lines and again, making yards in quite heavy traffic. Yeah. So, that was kind- the, I was going to say that was something we lacked massively in against Ireland was actually somebody straightening it up yeah. and being prepared to commit defenders and put, and just run straight. Yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see whether they keep, because it looks like it's now going to be one of three combinations. You're essentially one combo of Johnson, Taylor and Harris. For that last game against Japan. Yeah. And it feels like based on that performance, you're dropping Johnson of the two today. If, yeah. If you wanted to, if you wanted to make a change. He's not sort of had that. Yeah. He's had two fairly average performances, I would say, of, from his standards. Yeah. No, he seems to, 
just be struggling to kind of make his mark on the game. Yeah. You know, I think he, defensively, even today, I think he just kind of went about his business and did what he had to do. But in attack, really just struggling both from, you know, a breaking the line, but also just from like a distribution standpoint to really kind of get into the groove. Yeah. And what um, about that man? The first drop goal for Scotland since 2014, Hoggy banging it over... Which was what, Duncan Weir. The Duncan Weir, the pudding, the, the big one against um, Italy. Yes. So we didn't get the wooden spoon. Oh, what a day. In Rome. Um, I mean, you were saying it just before the pod. I mean, needless in terms of <laughs> we needed tries at that time, but an absolute banger from like 50 meters yeah. on the angle. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was sort of 17-0, and at that point, I'd shifted from we need to win to we need to get the bonus point. Yeah. So I think the moment he did it, I was like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Slash, that is fucking awesome. Yeah. So, you know, glad that he's got that in the locker, because against, depending on sort of what results happen over the next few, like week or so, something like that is super important to have in the Arsenal. Yeah. Just to keep- Although, 100% Hoggle will never hit that ever again. Yeah, it's like his long-range kicking. Yeah. It's a lovely thing to have. One out of ten, it looks sweet as. (laughs) But most of the time, it's just going like 20 yards to the right. Absolutely. Um, Anything else? Any other big themes that you noticed in the game? Anything sticking out for you? Uh, You know, Gordy made 70 70 minutes. 70 minutes of Gordy Reid. I was very, very worried about that. There was one point where he sort of like won a scrum and he sort of came out and he was like covered in blood, yeah. sweat. And he, he generally looked like like a battle war and like, <laughs> like absolute warrior. So, do you know, fair play to him. Like, he's never going to be like amazing around the park. Yeah. But he did, he actually did a very good job at scrum time. Yeah. And outside of having, he probably should have scored that try. He probably should have scored that try. <laughs> <laughs> but. It didn't matter in the end. So, you know, I, it's, I'm happy that he came on because I was a bit worried with after 10 minutes when he came on just because, you know, he doesn't really feel like a 70-minute player anymore. Has he ever? Has he ever been, has he ever been a 70-minute player? <laughs> I mean, look, semi-professional guy going 70 minutes at the World Rugby World Cup. It's, it's quite incredible. I know. I mean, let's not dig too deep on the questions it asked about, you know, how deep Scotland are at loosehead prop, but... Just never go that deep. You never, we never need to go that deep. I mean, hopefully Alan Dell comes through the HIA um, because I think, you know, 70 minutes versus Samoa is very, very different to, you know, asking him to put that in against Japan yeah. in a couple of weeks' time. No. And that's not to disrespect Russia, who are, are quite a physical team themselves anyway. Yeah, but they're rubbish. They are rubbish. They got yeah. beaten by Samoa, so by... They got beaten by Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We, I, but the thing is, you know, obviously not looking too far ahead, but with the Russia game, with some of the permutations that could happen, yeah. there is a scenario where points difference becomes important if all three teams ever ended up on 15 points. Yeah. And at the moment, actually, we call, we're kind of in the middle ground. Yeah. Ireland with the sort of leg up on us just because they've their big win against us and a sort of short loss to Japan. Yeah. So, so what are those those permutations? Have you got them off the top of your head? So, if Ireland get two bonus point wins against Samoa and Russia, yeah, which is likely, that is likely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scotland can only come second, okay, so because they be- will be on sixteen points, and the maximum number of points that we can reach is fifteen. Okay, understood. So, I guess for the time being, if we assume that 
they get that. Yep. And we assume that Japan get a bonus point win versus Samoa. We would then need to beat Japan and stop them from getting a losing bonus point if we don't get a try bonus point. Okay. If Japan don't get a winning bonus point against Samoa, we just need to beat Japan. Right. So for us, you know, to make it as clear as as clear as possible, we just want Japan to get well, we want Japan to lose to Samoa, obviously, but in a realistic world, we want Japan to beat Samoa but not get the bonus point. Because then it just makes it a straight shootout between the two teams. Yeah. So it's all coming down to that Japan game as it ever was. Um Gregor Townsend was asked how he is feeling about playing Japan on uh, home turf and here's what he said at the press conference if you're a glass half full person you see it as a really exciting challenge and one you can't wait to take on if you're glass half empty then that is a scary challenge um, we will look at that optimistically the atmosphere at the island japan game was outstanding we know what Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's going to be like at Yokohama with... 70,000 Japanese supporters behind the team. But there'll be a few Scots in there too, and the bigger the challenge, the the more that brings out in a team. So that's... In the future, we still have to make sure that we deliver a performance against Russia a week on Wednesday. All right, so that was Gregor Townsend there talking about the big game against Japan. We're not going to dwell on that too much because obviously we've got the business of Russia coming up in about eight days' time. Uh, Just a quick reminder that if you are enjoying The Thistle, please leave us a review on Apple. We've just had one in five stars. It says, there's no name, but it says, this needs to be a book. Interesting. It says, boys, pod is the best rugby pod out there and is the only place to go after an inevitable Scotland spanking. The official Thistle Rugby Podcast quiz book needs putting together before Christmas. Alan, you're going to become a debut author at Christmas. (laughs) Just like, how big, I mean, I think I would have enough willpower to do like a 10-page book and there would probably be maybe 20 to 30 in Incorrect, incorrect answers in incorrect there. Incorrect answers. Well, that, that's fun for all the family on Christmas Day, yeah. like screaming at your dad that the question is actually incorrect. <laughs> the book is wrong. That's what we want to bring to you. So we'll get onto that. Thank you very much for the review. That's on iTunes. So please get on there and let us know what you think. Should we have a quick look ahead to that Russia game? We're going to do a pod beforehand, but what changes? You know, five points in the bag. We need another five against Russia. What changes would you make? if you were Gregor Townsend? 
so going on to the limitations of the squad, I would change. I wouldn't. The only starter from today that I would start against Russia is Darcy Graham. Okay. Is and that because you've got him as top try scorer of the tournament? That is A, one. <laughs> and B, you know, he's young. He's a winger. But also yes. we just don't have the, you don't have enough people in that back three to really sort of cover all those positions. Sure. Um, and then actually in that, the one other position just in terms of limitations on size of squad is the back row. So you can drop obviously Toulouse and Cummings into the second row. Um, have a front three of Bergen, Turner and Reed. And then on that back three, I would drop in Wilson Barkley and probably put in Fraser Brown in the back row. In the back row. Unless they think for some reason, potentially you think Bradbury or Ritchie need more game time. It just feels like... Do you think that back row from today is now the starting back row against Japan? It's, you know, I don't really know. With Tooney, I just don't know how much he's still how much faith he still puts in Wilson Barkley. Yeah, sure. To deliver in those big matches. Mm-hmm. From what we saw in the J- Japan-Ireland game, especially, the, you know, <laughs> the Japanese back row is savage. Yeah, they're And they can horrible. throw around, they get in the wide channels. It feels like that balance that the back row had today, which, you know, outside of potentially the England game at home in 2018, when I think Barkley, Wilson and Watson kind of dominated yeah. that, it really kind of got a stranglehold on that game. It's probably like the most balanced and sort of well-played I've seen a Scottish back row in a long time. I agree. So I, if I was the man, if it was me, I would say yes. Yeah. And I th- get, I think that Wilson, there's, I don't think Wilson's going to start. I just don't know whether Barkley is just seen as still just got one or two big games left in him. Yeah. And so, because I don't think if you, if Barkley doesn't start, he won't, I don't think he'd be on the bench because Wilson. No, you don't get anything off the bench from Barkley. Exactly. And Wilson just covers so much more. Yeah. So it feels like it's a bit of, it feels like a bit of a straight shootout between Barkley and Richie, but to not reward Richie for that performance today. I mean, the the thing is, and we've said this on a, a number of pods, Jamie Ritchie has never had a bad game for Scotland. No, he's not. Um, and that's through Six Nations, Autumn Internationals, and now World Cups. He's yeah. put, he puts in shifts all day. Yeah, I know. He does. Um, we'll go to On Twitter, we've had a few people putting in their 15s for Russia. David Hutchison uh, has gone with Gordy, Turner, and Xander in the front row. Cummings and Toulouse in the second row. Barkley, Wilson, Bradbury in the back row, George Horn and Hastings, um, Pete Horn and Taylor in the midfield, and Seymour, Maitland, and Kinghorn in the back three. Seems to be a little too many first-teamers in there for my liking. <laughs> I think the Bradbury one's interesting because I think there is an argument to say he's still, he's not had a lot of game time. Yep. It's four days before the game the, against The Japan. big game, yeah. We're going to give you like 40, 50 minutes just to make sure that you get a bit more game time in your body. Yeah. I get, I get that. But outside of him and maybe and having Graham on the wing or Maitland, whoever you want to have, just doesn't really feel like there's a need. And you'd like to think that if Jersey Reds can put 45 points past Russia, that a relatively fresh Scotland B team 
Yeah. Ultimately, should be putting minimum 60 or 70 points past them. Yeah. I want to see, like, the kids, like, when we played Argentina in the summer last last year, like, George Horn just, like, absolutely terrorizing. Yeah. And Adam Hastings. I think it's the sort of game where, if you have the right conditions, a George Horn, Hastings, Kinghorn, yeah. Combo and Graham could oh absolutely my God. tear them to shreds. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll see. But well, that is that is next Wednesday, so it is quite a big uh, a big gap now for the Scotland boys to have a rest. Yeah. I think I saw Stuart Hogg putting up on Instagram them on the beers on the bus. Fair play. Ten I think days. They're back. Got time. Ten days on the sesh tonight. Oh yeah. Out in Kobe. Why oh, the hell yeah. not? Damn right. Um, so yeah, as I say, we will come back and uh, preview the Russia game properly at the beginning of next week uh, we're just going to have a quick break now for a quick word from our folks at Find a Player and then we're going to talk about Pro 14 Edinburgh putting 50 past Zebra how good is that? Sorry for this very brief interruption to some great Scottish rugby content but we just wanted to send a message from our friends over at Find a Player It may be September and the rugby season is well underway, but organizing your games can still be a bit of a nightmare. Get yourself onto the App Store and download the Find a Player app. The Find a Player squad management tool makes organizing a breeze with features that help you to tack numbers so you don't lose count of who's in and out on your WhatsApp group. You can rate your mates after you play them. How good is that? And you can pick teams based on player skills and fitness. So get your squad out of the WhatsApp group and run your team through the Find a Player app. That's on the App Store, Find a Player And if you use the special code, which you'll find on our Twitter page or in the show um, description of this podcast, you will be added to a group of fellow Thistle listeners. So you will find the best and smartest people in Scotland to add to your team. That is the Find a Player app. Get it on your app store now. So yeah, after the horror show of a week of terrible Scottish rugby, obviously the Ireland game, and then Glasgow getting absolutely humped by the Cheetahs in Bloemfontein, Edinburgh stepped up and put 50 on uh, Zebra. Really impressive performance with um, Matt Scott and Mark Bennett looking seriously good in midfield. Yeah, it's, it, you know, it was a, all round actually a relatively good performance, I thought, in the back row Crosby, Carmichael, and Haining, yeah, all actually allowed delivered a lot of front football and allowed kind of a lot of quick ball for um, Nick Groom to kind of get the back line going. And yeah, I guess you know, look, Zebra are probably the worst team in the league. Yes, but aside from that fact, Van der Vol, Scott, Bennett, and then Duhan all looked sharp as, and yeah. you know, it just feels potentially like. You know, especially for Scott Bennett, having that kind of summer off and that full preseason, you know, hopefully, especially with Bennett, who was probably the standout player on the pitch, that we might finally see kind of the 2016 Bennett back. Yes, which know? would be so good. I mean, yeah, coming into a congested area in the Scotland team in the centres and <laughs> yeah, asking a question in the, I mean, it will be the Six Nations now, but very, very exciting if he can get six months of very good rugby underneath his belt. Yeah, and I mean for Edinburgh, it's like, look, what else can you ask? You ask for like they've they're at, they've been pretty decimated across their whole team. 
especially in the pack. Yeah. And to get a very convincing bonus point win at home on the first day. And their signing's doing a decent job. Nick Groom looks like a very decent pickup. Straight in as sort of one of the co-captains. Yeah, which is interesting. He's got charged down for one of the kicks yeah. for the tries. But it's, you know, clearly he's like a well-seasoned player. And he sort of knows, he knows how to win those sort of uh, win rugby games. And I think actually, there's part of me that kind of thinks it's almost better for Edinburgh have him and then Charlie Sheil off the bench than Henry Parker. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost sort of like a little bit of a little bit of a benefit. Because actually Charlie Sheil, when he came off the bench, looked pretty strong. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and like Nick Haining looks to be a pretty good player. He's very solid, just professional, isn't he? Yeah, and then to perfect, Pierre Schumann just looks even better than last year. Yeah. He's an absolute... I mean, I don't understand how he's so big. He's so big. I know. And he looks fit. He looks up for it. He's the answer to our loose head, Scotland's loose head problem at the next World Cup. At the next World Cup. So, to be fair, I just don't know why South Africa don't go and pick him back up. Stop saying that out loud. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's the problem. That's why it's good that Edinburgh in the um, Challenge Cup this year. Exactly. He won't get any, no big TV appearances that would uh, turn South Africa's head. Because what, we've got Doohan... You say Duhan, he arrived in Scotland May 2017. So May 2020, he becomes resident. So potential Scotland squad in the summer next year. But then the, the Schumann's... Schumann's the, he's five years. Is he five years? Yeah, I, I think he's a five-year. Oh, God. He came in right... At the, he came right... I think he was that summer it changed. Uh, okay, got you. I'm sure I could be wrong. There's a very good chance I'm wrong. <laughs> but, um, but what about Glasgow? Little... They never seem to do particularly well when they go down to South Africa. And this was a bit of a humbling by, granted, a Cheetahs team that have just won the Curry Cup and have been together as a group for a long time. But you don't expect to see Glasgow, last year's finalists, getting, you know, 40 put on them. Yeah, I think probably the most disappointing thing was it felt like a lot of the sort of more experienced heads were potentially the ones that were sort of off the pace. Yeah. So people like Swinson... People like Harley, you know, even Kebble to a point, all just seem to be, you know, and I get it. It's the first game. You haven't played, I know you've played preseason, but you haven't played like a full, full match. Yeah. (laughs) You've traveled to South Africa. It's hot and you're at altitude. You've played a lot of golf during the week. Oh, yeah. You know, loads of golf. But it just felt, especially quite a few of that pack really struggled. Yeah. And hopefully it's just them getting to the season. You're right, like the Cheetahs won the Curry Cup maybe like three weeks ago. Yeah. And Ruan had- Pienaar can still play as well. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> he is decent. I also think Nick Frisbee just... I actually quite like Brandon Thompson and I think he he, he is a good enough 10 yeah. to be that cover at the World Cup. But actually Nick Frisbee just feels like the team really struggles to get going when he's playing at nine. Yeah. And I don't know if it's pace of delivery or kind of like just the execution, but actually it felt when Jamie Dolby came on that the, it was at Glasgow was actually, even though it was a very short period of time, he seemed to actually be sort of delivering a much better service yeah. and the team was sort of operating at a higher level. So look, I, I don't think it's actually that much to worry about, to be honest. I think it's a hard game, probably the hardest game you can have first up. And Glasgow have been more than probably any club in Europe 
savaged by yeah the uh by the world cup so i think it's just one of those ones get out of south africa move on and then scarlet's at home this friday week. friday night at scottston against the scarlets that's yeah. where glasgow have thrived they're very very good on a friday night at home so you'd hope that they'll be able to bounce back and edinburgh are away to the cardiff blues on saturday so um we will keep an eye on that and we will chat about that when we're back next week other news today scotland women playing against south africa down in cape town today seven tries they won 47-5 against south africa damn right i've got no idea how seriously south africa take women's rugby but i'm taking that as a great result yeah i I don't know very very happy about that um which is good and did you see that thing um world rugby the scotland's operations manager yes he had a he had a kid his wife had a kid in like the, <laughs> si- the 60th minute of the Scotland game today. I think he's in Japan. Presumably she's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. And World Rugby put out like an updated little um, score sheet with the birth of his son at the 60th minute, which I thought was a very nice touch by World Rugby. That is nice. They're actually, I'm very impressed with their social media um, stuff this World Cup. Uh, I, I think it, there's a few things I think have been really, really good. And then there's some, I think the highlights. Yeah can be a bit budget especially like the short highlights they put the short highlights out first very quickly after the game and then the extended highlights later and i think just sometimes the way they've either edited it or like the action that they choose to show in the short highlights just feels really confusing okay um and then some of like the banter banter is like clearly like <laughs> ridiculously forced yeah but but for a sort of sporting institution it's definitely above average. It wasn't what I was expecting. I thought they'd be like, because World Rugby are pretty, well, not World Rugby, but World Rugby World Cup, you'd expect them to just be very informative. Mm. No, no, no. So it's no. quite interesting that they've done that. And you guys may have missed it because it's not gone out as breaking news on uh, Twitter, but Scottish Rugby did announce a new uh, corporate partnership today just for fans of but not the, breaking news. the yeah, so It wasn't breaking news, it was just news. <laughs> So um, I don't know whether it's you know not big enough, but uh, they have signed a deal with Cameron House Hotel, which I think is still being rebuilt after getting burnt down. Oh. I'm sure there's a metaphor in there somewhere. But <laughs> <laughs> they are now the title partner of the Scotland Business Club. So there you go. Ah, delightful. So, well done, Scottish Robbie, putting that out. It's a, a great day of news. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be it from us. Nice and quick tonight um, after a big win. Um, keep in touch with us as we say on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod on Instagram Thistle underscore rugby underscore pod and slide into the mailbag the Thistle Rugby at gmail.com we love to hear from you and we will be back next week to preview the Russia game cheers cheers hi this is Paige from Giggly Squad and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake okay so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like I need something to spice it up that's why I love Splash Refresher it has zero sugar zero calories and it's a splash of sweetness and they come in five different flavors they're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry 
So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.